Okay, guys. Take number two. Because the first time I recorded this, I pronounced her name wrong the entire time. <laughs> okay. But anyways, this is Holly. You were listening to What the Spook. Casey had a camping trip this weekend. And things didn't really line up before she left um, for us to record together. So, we don't want to leave you without anything for your Monday. So, you're going to get a mini-thode from me. So, without further ado, my case, I chose to do the case of Elisa Lamb, who... I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably heard about this case or at least have seen the video that went around, like the surveillance video of her. Um, 21-year-old Elisa Lamb arrived in L.A. on the 26th of January 2013 via Amtrak train from San Diego. She was on a solo trip around the West Coast and she was heading to Santa Cruz. She was a She was studying at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. And this trip was included or intended as like a getaway, which I'm sure if any of you guys are students or even just regular adults, which I hope you guys all are. Um, everybody know you know that everybody needs a getaway at some point in time. Her family really didn't want her traveling alone, which is understandable since she was a pretty young woman and In the words of the Lost Boys movie, Santa Cruz is the murder capital of the world. Which, I haven't done research to see if it actually is or not, but I'm pretty sure it does have a relatively high crime rate. Relatively high crime rate. She made an agreement with them to check in every day. And that is why it was unusual to them when they didn't hear from her on the 31st, which was the day she was supposed to check out the Cecil Hotel. The police were contacted. Because she had been, up until that point, really good about contacting them like she agreed. So, when they didn't hear from her, it set off immediate alarm bells. The police checked the hotel premises, but didn't see any sign of Elisa. Then they checked the security footage, and that's when things got a little weird. The footage showed Elisa on one of the cameras that was in an elevator. I believe on the 14th floor, she was stepping into the elevator, and she was pressing all the floor buttons. She kind of steps in and out of the elevator a few times, and she kind of, like, looks into the hallway like she's looking for somebody. And it looks kind of like she might be hiding from somebody because they can kind of see her, like, didn't get inside the elevator like she doesn't want somebody to be able to see her from the hallway. And at some point, one point, she does step outside the elevator completely, and she can be seen standing outside the elevator and, like, moving her hands around like she's talking to somebody. But there was nobody there that could be seen. And, unfortunately, that was the last she was seen. And that footage did not lead, like, leave any clue as to where she had went to. Two weeks later, on February 19th, maintenance worker Santiago Lopez responded to multiple complaints from hotel guests about low water pressure and horrible taste in tap water. Which, it. Knowing, knowing what happens, it's like, it, just it, you guys understand, because he went up to the roof to make sure the water tanks were okay, and to his horror, 
He found the body of Elisa and Liam floating in one of the tanks next to the clothes she was last seen wearing in the video footage from the elevator. So essentially, they were drinking body soup. And that is why we don't drink tap water, people. That's why, that's why we don't drink tap water. Anyways, <laughs> her autopsy results show that she had a number of drugs in her system, which were probably medication for her bipolar disease. And there were no illegal drugs or alcohol in her system. Once the toxicology report came out, people on the internet got a hold of it. It was widely noted that she had not been taking her medication properly. She had not taken her antipsychotic recently and hadn't taken one of her antidepressants and her mood stabilizer that day. And the website that I got my information from, allthisinterested.com, I got a lot of my information from it, not all my information. But they stated that it is an important finding to note given that the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder can in Induce manic side effects if done without caution. Some sleuths have understandably latched onto this detail and suggested that it was a likely explanation behind Lamb's strange behavior in the elevator. Which, I mean, that does kind of make sense that she's not taking her medicine like she's supposed to, her antipsychotic. It could kind of cause a mental break. This seems to be corroborated by the hotel manager, Amy Price who said that Aletha had originally booked a shared room with other, kind of like a hostel-style room, but she had to be moved to a private room due to complaints of odd behavior, which I didn't really find any specifics of that, but can't imagine it was good if it was bad enough for her to be moved. So, the autopsy also did not show any sign of foul play from what the coroner's office could see, but... They were unable to examine blood from the body, leaving the autopsy technically incomplete. And again, I'm assuming, I want to say that the reason they weren't able to examine the blood was because the body was so decomposed. Because it had been in there from the time that they know she was missing. So two weeks. And, yeah. A body in water for two weeks is not pleasant at all which we will do an episode at some point I'll do a mini episode on how bodies decompose and what happens behind that but that is not for this episode because I can talk for a while about that probably Elisa's parents David and Nana which I probably pronounced that wrong sorry they filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the Cecil Hotel and their attorney states that the hotel's duty to its guests were to, quote, inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that present, presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests, end quote. The hotel, um, they filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. Because, I mean, it is, I mean, truly, you guys think it's not the hotel's job to babysit every single guest that comes in there, so. Yeah. Santiago Lopez, um, he kind of supported their dismissal of the lawsuit by saying that it was very, very, very unlikely that any regular guest would end up in there, saying that um, when he, saying that it took 
a lot of effort that he had to exert just to be able to, like, just to find her body. He took the elevator to the 15th floor of the hotel before walking up the staircase to the roof. Then he had to first turn off the rooftop alarm and climb up on the platform where the hotel four water tanks were located. Finally, he had to climb another ladder to get to the top of the main tank. And then he noticed something was unusual. Quote, I noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank. End quote. And all that section was reported to the LA by Lopez. He had an interview with them. But I mean, and from what I've heard, the latches can be hard to get undone and can be heavy, which, yeah, you want to keep people out of there. Like, that's not a place where people need to be anyway, so. They're the only people who had the ability to deactivate the alarms that, you know, denied people access to the roof were the hotel employees themselves. So, how she got up there was really just mind-boggling to a lot of people. Because she wasn't a very big woman. She would have had to been able to disarm the... She would have had to been able to disable the alarm, climb up multiple ladders and steps, get a heavy latch open, and then manage to climb up into the tank while holding most lap latch open. But there are a few theories. Um, one being suicide. People think that, you know, maybe she had some type of breakdown and depressive episode due to not taking her medicine like she was supposed to. Which, yeah, I can kind of see her maybe have some type of breakdown and not understand what they're doing, but they're saying people think that she might have done it on purpose. Which, to me personally, that's just as ludicrous as saying Phoebe Hand sho- shoved herself down a garbage disposal chute to commit suicide. There's so many. Why didn't she just jump off the roof of the building if she wanted to do that? Why go through the horrendous effort of drowning herself? It just it doesn't make any sense. To me. Another theory, and we're going to go in the paranormal spectrum here, is that Lisa was playing a game called the Elevator Game. It's a Korean game where the player tries to reach a dimension in which nothing exists but the player. Apparently, there are several unsolved cases in the world, like around the world, where victims ended up dying in a water tank. And that's according to another site I use called GSU. Edu. They say, though, however, the game does not include a 14th floor, which is the last place on the video footage camera that she was seen in the elevator. And she did not appear to be following the steps of the game, which this website, gsu.edu, this website, gsu.edu has instructions on the page on how to play the game. I'm not going to read them because I don't want to be responsible for somebody being a dumbass and maybe trying to repeat the game. If you guys feel so inclined, you can look it up yourself. 
Don't say I told you to do it, though. So, in all honesty, my personal opinion is that maybe... Yeah, maybe she had some type of mental breakdown and did not know what she was doing. But also, at the same time, like, how did the alarm get turned off? Maybe somebody forgot to arm it. Maybe she was up there with an employee and they left her up there. I don't know. I don't know if this is a case that will ever be solved. If that, that may be. But definitely an interesting case. I will put the video in the show notes and on the website once we get that reformatted. And I will post the video on the Facebook page. And you can look up yourself on YouTube if you want. But thank you again for listening. We are an Apple podcast now, so... Make sure you listen and subscribe, leave reviews. You can follow us on our social medias, um, What the Book Podcast, and that's a Gmail at What the Book Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, please recommend us to your friends. Thank you for listening. This has been What the Book, and we will be back with you sometime, hopefully this week or the weekend, with a full episode with Casey and me both. So, thank you again, and stay spooky.